Shalom, and welcome to this Northern Fire podcast. The title of this message is, To Remember is My Responsibility. To Remember is My Responsibility. Back in 2012, in the winter, Father put it upon my heart to read through the book of Isaiah. And there's over 60 chapters in Isaiah, so I did two a day. It takes about a month. And when I was finished that time reading through Isaiah, the thing that stood out to me was this. Our Father, our Creator, desires that we remember, that we remember Him, and that we look to Him for all things, and that we praise Him. He doesn't want to be ignored. He does not want us to rebel against Him. He wants us to remember Let me just read this to you from the very first chapter of Isaiah, verse 2 and 3. Hear, O heavens, and give ear, O earth, for Jehovah has spoken. I have nourished and brought up children, and they have rebelled against me. The ox knows its owner, and the donkey knows its master's crib. But Israel does not know. My people do not consider In other words, Elohim, the Most High, is saying, I'm a father. I've been a father to Israel. I've nourished and brought up children, and they're ignoring me. They're even worse than an ox or a donkey. Israel does not want to know me. Israel does not want to consider me or consider my ways. And throughout the book, it it talks about how Israel has forgotten their creator, their father. They've forgotten and they've turned away to their own ways. Just, I, I read through Isaiah, and I saw the heart of God, the heart of Jehovah, the heart of this Father of love. He wants us. He wants us to seek him and know him and spend time with him and walk with him every day of our lives. And I came out of that with this phrase, and I have a poster on my wall in my prayer room. It says this, to remember is my responsibility. Yes, Yeshua said that the Holy Spirit would bring things to our remembrance. Yes, we can pray that uh, the Holy Spirit will remind us of things. But just think about how much more it means to our Father when we remember him without having to be reminded by him. It's sort of like when you have kids and you give them $20 to go buy you a present and then they give you a present for your birthday or uh, reminding them that your birthday's coming up or Father's Father's Day is coming up. How much more precious is it when your children take their own money and they remember it on their own that it's your birthday or Father's Day or some other holiday? It is more precious. And that's what our Father is looking for from us. And so I've taken this upon myself, and I'm encouraging you to take this on yourself, to remember our Creator, to remember our Father, to remember our Redeemer, to remember the Most High of all of the universe. In fact, I have a long list. I have a long list of things He's revealed to me, miracles He's done in my life, times when I saw the hand of God in my life, And every day in prayer, I go back over part of this list just to say, I remember 
And I thank you, Father, and I know you. One of the things that's on that list was in, in 2008, uh, Father sent me to prayer walk in Jerusalem, Israel. And the fine, uh, one of the days that we were there, Laura went with me, one of the days that we were there prayer walking, uh, Father said this to me. This was a prophetic word to Israel through me, and this was part of it. The Lord says to Israel, I am sending a strong and mighty wind, and I will drive from you the centers of witchcraft, paganism, and humanism, and I will cleanse your land. Now, let me just go over that, that prophetic word again. I'm, Jehovah says, I'm sending a strong and mighty wind, and I will drive from you the centers of witchcraft, paganism, and humanism, and I will cleanse your land. There was a wind mentioned there, and there was a cleansing mentioned there. This happened to be in January of 2008. Well, the day that I, I, met, I gave that prophecy and over the land, over the city, and I don't, I don't know if it was two, three, how many days later, the day that we were to return home, uh, the day that we were leaving Jerusalem, I woke up early in the morning. I was just getting light. And there was a howling wind, a wind that would shake the windows. And I looked out the window, and there were five or six inches of snow on the ground in Jerusalem. We found out later that it only snows in Jerusalem uh, every seven, eight, nine years. And so they hadn't, actually at that time, they told us they hadn't seen snow in Jerusalem for eight years. So what Father had said to me, he confirmed with the elements of the weather. There was a wind that was howling, and there was snow on the ground representing a cleansing. So he confirmed that word, that he would send a wind to drive these centers of evil out, and he would cleanse the land. And I pray that. I remind Father of that. I declare that decree over and over again. And I know that our Father is in the process of cleansing the land of Israel. I know that he is. I tell you that story just to say that's on my list. That's on my list of things that I go through and remember. And Father didn't have to confirm that word or confirm my time there with that dramatic of an episode, but he did, but he did and I'm grateful that he did. He builds my confidence, and it helps me to know that the things that he has me to say are coming to pass. Father simply wants us to remember, and I'll say this again, to remember is our responsibility. He wants us to remember who he is. He's a father. He's our redeemer. He's a master of the universe. He's the Lord of hosts. He commands angel armies. He is the God of mercy. He moves and goes with his grace into the lowliest places to bring people out of their rebellion and out of their um, sins and iniquities. And we remember what he has done for us. Our Father has chosen us to represent him in this world. We are the light of the world. We are the salt of the earth. He's chosen us to be this. He has redeemed us from our own selfishness, our own pride, our own rebellion, our own guilt and shame. He has re redeemed us from these things. He's taken it all away. 
and he has prepared a place for us in him for all of eternity. This is who he is. This is what he's done. And he's worthy. I've talked about that in other podcasts. He's worthy of our praise and our loyalty and our attention. And he's worthy that we remember him and look to him and spend time with him. Hallelujah. It is my responsibility to remember. I just want you to think for a moment. Uh, I'm doing this podcast as we're on the eve of Passover. And I want you to think about the Passover uh, that Yeshua celebrated with his disciples as he took that bread and broke it and gave it to them. And he took that wine and he passed it around and he gave it to them. This is what he said. This cup is the new covenant in my blood shed for you for the remission of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. What he's really saying there is all of these hundreds of years since the exodus from Egypt, you have celebrated this Passover with this bread and this wine and this lamb and these bitter herbs and your table with your families down through the generations. You've celebrated this to remember what Jehovah did in Egypt. He's saying, now you will celebrate this Passover to remember what I am doing for you. I'm shedding my blood. I'm sacrificing my body. That death will now pass over you and death will have no more power over you. Do this in remembrance of me. So Yeshua, our Savior, is telling us sometimes we need to do things to remember. It helps. Sometimes you can uh, take something and eat it in remembrance. Drink it in remembrance. Have a celebration with other people. Open the scriptures and read them uh, so that you're reminding yourself. And he's saying, do something to remember me. Stir yourself up. And we all know this. Our souls get in the way. Our flesh gets in the way. The world tries to distract us. And, and we can go days, weeks, months without remembering, without thinking or thanking. And so it is a good plan to do this, do this in remembrance of me. Let me read to you from Exodus 13, because here's the very first uh, Passover and when it was instituted uh, by Moses and what, Moses, what Jehovah said through Moses about this meal. In Exodus 13, 7 through 9. Unleavened bread shall be eaten seven days, and no leavened bread shall be seen among you, nor shall leaven be seen among you in all your quarters. And you shall tell your son in that day, saying, This is done because of what Jehovah did for me when I came up from Egypt. It shall be as a sign to you on your hand and as a memorial between your eyes that Jehovah's law may be in your mouth for with a strong hand, Jehovah has brought you out of Egypt. So this meal and this feast of unleavened bread and seven days without leavening, it's doing something. It's doing something out of your normal life. It's stepping away from a life with leavened bread and, and saying, we're not going to eat this. And we know why. And he says, just these actions, the, the eating of the Passover and uh, abstaining from leaven, it's a sign in your hand. It's a memorial between your eyes. A memorial. Signs help us remember. Memorials 
help us to remember. And so one thing that I've taken it upon myself to do is I take communion every day. I take it with unleavened bread and I take it with wine. And my wife, Laura, and I, we celebrate the Feast of Unleavened Bread. So we have spent this week getting all the leaven out of our house. And uh, we've been eating up things with leaven in them. So we are stirring ourselves up to put this sign in front of us for seven days. And I take communion every day to remember. And I tell Father this. Father, I'm doing this. I'm eating this bread. I'm drinking this wine to remember. I'm eating this bread. I'm drinking this wine to honor you, my Elohim. And then what Paul said in 1 Corinthians 11, whenever we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim Yeshua's death until he comes. So when I'm eating the bread and drinking the wine, I'm proclaiming something as well. I'm proclaiming his death. I'm remembering what he did. I'm remembering his love for me. I'm remem remembering his sacrifice for me. And then I'm also remembering that he's coming back. He will return. He has delayed a long time, 2,000 years, and yet his promise is sure. Our Savior, our King, our uh, the Anointed One, the Messiah, he's coming back to planet Earth, and we will be with him, and we will reign with him on Earth. All of, the, all of those things plus is what I'm stirring myself up to remember and proclaim as I'm taking communion every day. Now, there's another incident in the scripture to share with you regarding this remembering. And this is in Deuteronomy 8. So the children of Israel have been wandering in the wilderness for 40 years. And the only ones left are the ones who were 20 years and younger coming out of Egypt. So these were the children. The 40 years in the wilderness, their parents and grandparents have all died in the wilderness. And these children are now 60 years old. Imagine that, <laughs> 60 years old down to 40 years old. And some of them, I'm sure, remembered viv vividly. I mean, the teenagers, I'm sure they did. The children, maybe a little bit. Uh, the ones one to five year old, year old didn't remember those great signs in the Exodus. And here is what Moses, Moses, as he's preparing these people after 40 years in the wilderness to enter to the promised land. Here is what he says to them. Uh, Deuteronomy 8 verse 2 and then 7 through 11. And you shall remember, you shall remember Jehovah Elohim led you all the way these 40 years in the wilderness to humble you and test you to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep his commandments or not. Now think about that. Here's the prophet of Jehovah speaking with the voice of the Most High, telling these people, you're going to be prone to forget these 40 years in the wilderness. How, how could you forget 40 years wandering in the wilderness, seeing all your uh, ancestors die, eating manna every day, seeing the pillar of cloud and the pillar of fire, and 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 learning uh, the precepts of the Ten Commandments. How, how could you forget 40 years? And yet Jehovah knew when they got into the promised land, they, when they were brought into prosperity, they would, they would be prone to forget. And so he's saying right here, remember, you shall remember that I did this. Remember this. Then verse 7, of Deuteronomy 8. For Jehovah Elohim is bringing you into a good land, a land of brooks of water, 
of fountains and springs that flow out of the valleys and hills, a land of wheat and barley, vines and fig trees and pomegranates, a land of olive oil and honey, prosperity. They have known desert life. They have known lack. They have known just eating one thing every day for 40 years. And now there's rivers and springs of water. I mean, they had to drink water out of a rock. And now all of these fruits and vegetables and wheat, a land in which you will eat bread without scarcity, in which you will lack nothing, a land whose stones are iron and out of whose hills you can dig copper, prosperity. When you have eaten and are full, then you shall bless Jehovah Elohim for the good land which he has given you. Beware that you do not forget Jehovah Elohim by not keeping his commandments, his judgments, his statutes, which I have commanded you this day. Beware that you do not forget. Now, think about this as the land we live in, in the United States of America. And it says in verse 10, Bless Jehovah your God for the good land which he has given you. How many of us do that on a daily basis? How many of us look at this, the life situation we're in right now and complain about the government, about the church, about the schools, about this, that, and the other thing? Instead of being grateful for the abundance and the good land we have lived in for, for all of these years. And for me, it's been more than 40 years. It's, I'm 58 years old. My whole life, I've lived in the abundant land of the United States of America. And I'll tell you this, it, it does require me to stir myself up on a daily basis to remember the goodness of Elohim and to say thank you and to bless him for it. So this is a real thing, and we're aware of it. It's so easy to forget our Creator when we're in a land in a time of abundance. And I believe that the United States of America since World War II, we have been in a spiritual wilderness. In the natural, we've been in a time of prosperity and abundance, but we've been in a, in a wilderness, and Father has humbled us. He's testing us. He's seeing what's in our heart by allowing us to have this prosperity. And so, again, in the midst of this context, uh, where we live and who we are, we have been abundantly blessed. And even if you're not uh, abundantly blessed where we live in America, you are spiritually blessed. In Ephesians 1, 3 and 4, Paul wrote this, Blessed be the Elohim and Father of our Lord Yeshua Messiah, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Messiah, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Every spiritual blessing we have received through the Holy Spirit of Yeshua Messiah. And so it is our responsibility to remember. It is our responsibility to remember and to bless Elohim. I remember my first call into the ministry. I was a, an assistant pastor in Grand Island, Nebraska. And I was there for three and a half years before taking a call uh, to be a senior pastor in Monroe, Michigan. And I'll always remember this letter that I received. At, after I, when I was in Nebraska, after I had announced to the congregation uh, that I was accepting this call to Monroe, Michigan, uh, I think there was a period of 
uh, six weeks while I was still there serving that congregation. And just the last week that we were still in Nebraska moving on, I received a letter from a woman named Deb. And during the time that I, I was there, um, I, I taught a special class called Confirmation in the Lutheran Church uh, to seventh grade students. The senior pastor was teaching the eighth grade. Uh, but it, it was every Thursday night I taught this special class uh, to seventh graders. And this lady, member of that congregation, her name was Deb, and two of her daughters had gone through the seventh grade class uh, with myself as the teacher. And the last week I was there, I received a letter from her, and quite a long letter, and she wrote a letter to say thank you. Uh, she said, you have had an impact on my children, and you'll never know the true impact that you've had on my children for Jesus. And she went on to describe some specific things and how her daughters uh, would come home on Thursday nights talking about the lesson, which surprised her uh, because they didn't come home from school every day talking about those lessons. And uh, I, I remember that letter and, and how, it import, how encouraging it was uh, to me and how important it was for me to get that kind of feedback uh, from a member of my confirmation uh, congregation, especially you know, knowing you're having an impact on uh, children, teenagers, and the world that we live in. Uh, so Deb uh, remembered, and she wanted me to know uh, that she would remember. She would remember me and the impact I had on her children. And she went out of her way to write a letter to say thank you. That's the, that's the kind of person I want to be toward Yeshua and toward my father, Jehovah. I want to remember. I want to send him letters, so to speak, and tell him uh, that he has an enormous impact on my life, and I'm grateful. So as we look to our father every day, as we look at our life and our future and our hope, and, and we look at all the things that are going around us on around us to distract us. Uh, let's remember this. Our Father is pure love, perfect love. Our Father has redeemed us and he holds us in the palm of our hand. Our Father wants only good for us. And let's take this seriously, that it is our responsibility to remember, to remember him. Shalom. Shalom.